0: International.
1: Welcome to beautiful South Austin once again. Here in the flea furnace, it is the Gary Bustamasker, Texas
2: down. What? What? Welcome to Texas, the land of cops <laughs> and robbers, Escalades, five hundreds, and dropping dollars. We got some dollars. Everything you want, we got. Hangin kidded, hangin about to leak out. And we ride on 28 and we high I'm green spinning every car I drive Got DVDs in it Play Station 2 in a convertible top I might swear on a block blowing herb in my drop serving rocks down here that's all we know light green with no seats. that's all we blow Houston, Texas, nigga. You gotta respect it. Picture me 13, dropping a Lexus That
1: is right, Texas Town Massacre. (laughs) Uh, We are amending the Gary B.C. Town Massacre format in order to do Texas Town Massacre to talk about some Texas movies. All Texas, all the time. Well, until this is over uh as we spotlight texas uh home of our uh of our um of our our, our, our god our what do we little lowercase texas g texas god our texas god lower yeah. lowercase g gary gary B C. all right Oof. uh joined of course with uh uh our people doing intros here ethan hello oh yeah hello hello Ethan just woke up. Thank you. We're recording this. I at watched all of it. 7.30 <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> and uh, Donna? Hi. Hey. There we go. So three of us back again. This time, uh, well, previously, we've, in our Texas format, we've talked about Lone Star. We've done Paris, Texas. Uh-huh. And now we're going to a nameless city in Texas. I don't think the name of the movie. I don't even think the they city, said the Texas. The city is in the, uh, yeah. It's
3: filmed in Hunt,
1: Filmed in Hunt, Texas. Good night, like Good Night Hunt.
3: No, like Good Night Texas and Hunt Texas. Oh, I didn't know there was (laughs) a
1: Good Night Texas. Yeah, (laughs) sounds like something Texas would do. Uh, Yeah,
2: so so, uh, a
1: good Texas movie that doesn't seem to reference Texas. Literally, I mean, obviously, the places and the names and the di- dialogue and the, the, the plot is all very rich in Texas lore, I guess. It's all very Texas. All very Texas. And we're talking, of course, uh, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, the, the 1964, 64, three, three well, 1962, two, whatever. I thought it said two on the sheet. 1960 uh, uh, film starring Paul Newman called Hood. HUD, HUD. I thought in the thing it's in 1962 in the yeah.
0: You
1: know, in the so uh, intro. I I, w- I completely misremembered uh, an old western I had seen in college, thinking that this was it, but it was not. So this is actually my first time seeing this. Same for y'all. Uh, I'd never mm-hmm. seen HUD. <laughs> yeah. Same for you too.
2: Yeah,
3: a similar thing. I thought I had seen it before.
1: Yeah.
3: And I surely realized I had not.
1: No, I, I hadn't. It's HUD, baby. So it's it's going into this blind. Um, what do you guys think just in general because we're talking about a movie that's, you know, 60, 50, 60 years old, old, years old, odd. Uh, how do y'all feel about what like there's a there's a definite kind of there's a some like I mean, people point to Marlon Brando as sort of being like a demarcation line like be, there's like films before Brando for films after Brando and acting styles, sort of directing styles. Like this feels like a pre-Brando kind of movie for me. How? How you... Just the the nature of the dialogue and the performances. Like there's a there's a there's a there's a touch of theatricality in, in line delivery to for me that I think after Brando you start to see that go start to come up, start to see less and less of that. Oh. Um, but like, do you guys when you guys watch older movies, do you sort of put a lens of forgiveness on it due to that at all? any time now <laughs> uh, let's pause pause let's uh, pause for a station yeah. break
0: identification here i had to hit the sneeze button <laughs> the cough button uh I, I i like them more really yeah i like like old school kind of theatrical acting and yeah uh, i like like i especially like black and white i like anything in black and white
1: yeah despite being in the mid 60s or early early 60s this is in yeah. black and white although color was pretty prominent back then yeah
0: i just yeah. like black and white better yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i prefer to watch things in black and white
1: yeah they just turn the color all the way down on your projector and just to uh, just black and white just everything. inverse everything yeah yeah I, it keeps my attention more oh yeah yeah Hmm. i don't know why i don't think uh uh, into into the
0: void would work in black and white enter the void yeah i i don't know if that would i think if it was filmed in black and white it would work yeah if it was like filmed on film in black and white i think it would work but just desaturating it to black and white no no thank you no, when movies are filmed in color and then moved to black and white, I don't really like that. Yeah, there's a, different, there's a contrast yeah. that doesn't quite work out
1: that you way. You like that?
0: I did like Ida. Yeah.
1: What do you What do you think about, do you put like a, a a lens on it for, so to speak, when watching an older film?
3: Not really. I mean, I just watch it. I don't, I don't like normally, I would say the only like preconceived idea that I have is just that they're going to be simpler
1: oh uh, interesting
3: and what oh or what uh i guess not rarely or or maybe rarely i guess what rarely happens is uh there will be a scene that i feel i'm like shocked as in something that's this old and this movie had one of those it sure did and then i'm like whoa like this movie is fucking sweet it like immediately takes me from like a five or a seven to a ten.
1: Yeah, like the, as that. I know what sequence. I think I know what sequence we're talking to. But as it was rolling into that sequence, I'm like, I can't believe this is actually in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I kept. You would think that they would just fade fade out from one scene, fade yeah. into another, and that was done. Yeah,
3: yeah. it was completely I love off it.
1: camera, but they put it on camera.
3: Yeah, I love it when I mean we well. I guess spoiler alert for a BTI recommends eventually at some point. Cause one of my favorite movies of all time is, uh, Oh, fuck me.
1: <laughs> I've never heard of that. Who's wow. in that? <laughs> it's a porn. It's a Prano. <laughs> you see it. You see it multiple, multiple times. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah. God damn it. Which one is, uh, whatever. <laughs> anyway, there's a movie that I really like and it's like pretty risque. Uh-huh. And uh, so
1: girls, mm-hmm.
3: yeah, Show great girls, film, it's risque. And um, anyway, in the in the I don't know, I just like it when there's something that's like I just don't expect it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's also weird because I just feel like I don't understand the past that well.
1: Yeah, there's something there's some weird math that you kind of have to as a, everything that's anachronistic you sort of try to put it into its place uh-huh. and then behaviors and decisions sort of follow that so there is sort of a game that you're kind of playing like does is that is what they're doing part and parcel of that of that time or is that new for that time yeah. it's hard to it's hard to it's hard to kind of figure that out well, think- the
3: 7 year itch
2: Ah, yes, yes, yes. which you've
1: mentioned multiple times yeah. yeah
3: i love that movie but it's like so risque, and like every time i watch it i'm just like how oh,
0: get, get like, away with
1: this? yeah it's yeah. crazy
3: i
0: don't think morality is like absolutely relative to like time yeah yeah i think there's like certain things that are just universally wrong okay
3: well, that's not what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, but that's what he's trying to I, say. I'm
1: I'm I'm mixing the filmmaking and what they choose along with morality decisions. Like I I, I blended those in my comment.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, I just. Yeah, I don't know. Like this scene in particular that I'm talking about in this movie is that there's a rape scene, mm-hmm. or at least not
0: attempted.
3: Well, I mean, it's still there's a sexual assault scene. There's yeah. a sexual assault. No penetration. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no sex. Yeah, there's a sexual assault scene, and like, it's happening. I guess it's so cheap and like that's so common in movies now. And mm. like the only way that it's surprising when it happens in movies now is if it's like gratuitous. Yeah.
1: And by gratuitous, shocking. I
3: just mean like shocking, exactly. And
1: very, I think gratuitous yeah. is the right word because the way they get around that it has to be very. Um, on the screen camera can't miss yeah, anything yeah. don't don't you dare put a cloth in between the camera yeah. and what's going on in front of you to hide you know the horror of what's going on right,
3: right? and it like there are some movies that do that really well and i feel like like irreplace uh, irreversible is one of them another gaspar no movie mm-hmm. um and that movie has like the most accurate rape depiction in film in my opinion mm-hmm. um but They're like I can think of uh, like thirty other movies easy just off the top of my head that have rapes in it, but they're all movies that came within the past like ten or fifteen years. I would say. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's just so common now. So when you see something like that, it's like jarring, and the fact that it's even addressed in film because it seems like the kind of thing that just like wasn't addressed.
1: Yeah. And it's a there's a there's a weird handling of it, too, that may be part and parcel of the time that it came out with that makes that. And now through today's modern lens, kind of is a little stomach churning yeah. um, and how the resolution of that ends up uh, playing out.
3: What that he just says, "Oh, he's just drunk, Don't worry about it. Well,
1: not just that, because there's a way to deliver that line and say something about the character, the nephew, and less about the film's con- condemnation of what happened. Um, that's not the thing that 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 kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. really, what what kind of in the, as the aftermath of that unfolded was when the, those two characters met up at the bus
0: stop. Uh, And there was a. She's like, yeah, I would have fucked you if you would have went slower. There's a
1: weird sort of. uh, It's okay. It's it's okay, but it's not okay, kind of thing. Like she's. uh, I mean, we're, we're. we 're not mentioning the plot at all, but I mean hopefully people have seen this before they before they listen to this but this there's this this scene where she's in in some senses leaving her this life because of where she was and leaving the town and getting away because of this assault and when she bumps into him just before getting on the bus stop, despite you know there's one extreme that she 's leaving and changing her whole life on account of it but on the other on the other hand there's a sort of a you know, if you just, if you just were a little slower, if you had, uh, if you had just been a little nicer and taking your time a little more, you could have, I would have done, I would have uh, gladly started a, you know, a relationship with you. Um, So that weird sort of back and forth, I don't think the film really captured that that was a paradox going on because it seemed to undermine the gravity of what had happened. Yeah, but uh. I
3: don't, I think that that was just how people dealt with that kind of thing then. Yeah. Like I didn't think it was like the film wasn't treating it accurately. I it, agree. It,
1: agree, and I think I think that puts it in that same sort of weird where you do the math on the yeah. the time and date when it came out and what what how people responding to seeing that now in a modern film, it would send a completely different message than it would. Yeah. then. Well,
3: I okay. So I guess here's the other point about that about that particular scene. Actually, I have a couple things to say about that. So, um, another point about that scene is that... um, uh, God damn it. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Sorry, I've been up for a thousand years working on that stupid costume. Um, Let me come back to that thing that I can't remember. Uh, You said that you think that she... You think that she was leaving as a direct reaction to the rape, not a direct reaction to the cows being all killed off and the ranch no longer having business. Cause I thought, I thought she was
0: leaving cause she couldn't get paid anymore.
3: Exactly. That's what I thought. And I th- was going to pose the question of if the cows wouldn't have been killed off and everything would have been fine with the cows and the ranch yeah. would have continued business. How long do you think that she would have stayed before she either Ended up in a relationship with HUD or left because of the ramifications of the sexual assault?
1: Um, my brain immediately w- assumed that she was leaving because of the assault, and I'm pretty sure what may have solidified that for me was, um, and I, I may have had that thought before this line came up, but there was a line of dialogue that uh, HUD had with her uh, something about, uh, you know, is what I did. The reason why you're leaving, and she basically was like, "Yeah," uh, she didn't say yes. She said it more poetically, but that was that was the the thrust there.
3: Yeah, but that's also how their relationship is, where she's always being coy with him,
1: which is why she didn't. Which is why there was a. Which is why she said it, as opposed to saying, yes, a hundred percent you're an asshole, and I can't I can't be around you. Like there was a different
3: right. But you're reading what I'm saying differently. what i'm I'm saying that she wouldn't have said it in a coy way or in a poetic way or whatever, as opposed to just saying yes. I'm saying that regardless of what the real reason why she was leaving, she would have always said coyly that it was because of him. Because that's how all of their other conversations had gone.
1: Well, that's interesting. I would have to maybe rewatch it with that, that because I didn't even think that, and and the film only backed up what I thought. But maybe if I had had a different idea in my head, maybe I would have read the scenes differently. Also,
3: like when I think about it too, like I just don't, I don't, like I just don't know. It's so hard to know that time. It's, I'm like so removed from that time period mm-hmm. that it's so difficult for me to put a any kind of shape to it. Yeah. But I can't imagine that like a woman would just be able to up and leave. Unless, unless there was like a a particular series of events that led to the job no longer being available, especially a woman that's like in her thirties, I guess, or late twenties, right? Early thirties. And is divorced which would be a bad thing at that period in time yeah and is like a self-made woman like that just seems like you couldn't have a more difficult time finding a job that you would just deal with the fact that you were you yeah. sexually assaulted i mean i just think that that's how like most of women operated during that period of time oh i remember the other thing i was going to say sorry that's before okay I go ahead. so the other thing i was going to say is that um, I I think that that scene was interesting. and again, going back to the way that those two characters interact with each other and why I don't think that she was leaving because um, or I guess not, I don't know, it, 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 the, the characters interact interestingly uh, and differently than other characters because typically in a movie of that time period when there would be like a rape scene or like a sexual assault scene, it would be it would be similar force that was going on in this movie in that particular scene, but the woman would eventually embrace them. So that's like another interesting way that this movie is different from other movies of that time period, is that it it was a sexual assault versus a sexual assault that's turned into oh women a actually like being moment. treated yeah, yeah. this way.
1: Right. As a like like she's putting up the, uh, you know, the, oh, no, please, yes, like doing the, yeah. you know, right. doing this motion, you know. Uh, I, that doesn't work well for podcasts when <laughs> I'm doing the yes and no motion simultaneously.
3: The heavens and like gone with the wind, too, where like yeah. Scarlett O'Hara is like, you know. The, like multiple scenes where she's like, all, forcibly shoved into a corner and it's, she's like, it's like it's like
1: that scene in blade runner where harrison ford just like is yeah, all yeah. over her and at the end she leans yeah. into it and all of a sudden that remedies all of the yeah. uh, uh, uh aggression that he had yeah, yeah I think, there, there, there is that something that happened in earlier films and this one did not fall victim to that
0: i think it, i think the point of it was actually just trying to show that he's kind of a monster I mean, because, like, he has, there's a lot of points throughout that film where, like, a lot of the kind of shitty stuff he does can be written off as, like, oh, that's just him. Right. And then this one is the one where the kid stands up to him after idolizing him or whatever, seeming like he's going to idolize him. It's the turning point in their relationship. It's not the climax of the film. No. Uh, but, yeah, it's the turning point in their relationship. And I think it's like an exposure to his actual flaws, you know?
1: Yes. there. This movie, plot-wise, um, it has four characters, essentially. You have Hud, um, who uh, is visited at the beginning of the movie by his nephew, um, who is uh, his brother's son. God, you pulled the mic. You pulled the right up to just go... I know. Why do you do that? uh, It's his brother's son. Uh, His brother is dead. Um, And then his son is coming to him to introduce him, to bring him back to his grandfather or Hud's father, who also has a sort of like a live-in maid, who is the girl that we're talking about. And the movie is about, well, I mean, really what it's about. Well, I don't want to get into the, the, the big themes just yet. Uh, it's uh, but the plot is that there is a, a um, one of the cows um, has died unexpectedly and seemingly without um, cause, which causes them to have a, a brief, uh, which causes them to fear what it could be. They look into it, discover it's this real thing that sounds like a joke yeah. called the foot and mouth disease. <laughs> and uh so you got yeah yeah that's what I, that's what's hilarious because i've always he- re- heard that referred to when somebody like you know somebody does anyone know what it is because yeah. says something you know inadvertently you know, i bad. told you
3: i read all about it when they were talking about it in the yes news. what
0: is it she pulled up the wiki
3: it's just like a virus that affects some cows but it's like highly contagious it's something that what to make them do it just it doesn't really make them do anything like it will kill calves but it, the likelihood of killing an adult cow is like 0.002% uh, and it gives them like weird like lacerations on their like near their hooves huh. oh, and their uh, gums like swell up and Weird. like they can't like eat well Weird. but they it doesn't it's not lethal unless it's like a baby
1: but it's highly contagious but
3: it's extremely contagious and i guess that there's not really like a vaccine for it right. and there's also in some instances i guess that like animals that have it so it affects any hooved animal oh. so like horses pigs cows yeah why did
0: they have to kill their horses then? they have got
1: hooves. i don't know
3: they didn't get it somehow but
1: no. oh you're right why didn't they get the i see what you're saying
3: yeah i don't know i was wondering that the whole time but uh yeah and here's the weird thing about it too it, so it doesn't affect humans at all yeah there is like a human form of it, but I guess the virus just like mutates so quickly that there's not really like a vaccine for it or anything. So like once it happens, you're just basically fucked and you can't do anything with the animals. Oh, that's the other thing that it does. It produce it makes them produce less milk. Mm. Um, and uh, something. and and
1: when it when it's discovered, uh, the only sal- cure is quarantine and quarantine and kill, and kill them. And apparently there's, uh, 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 what you were saying is that there's historical times where this has happened in the tens of thousands where they have to kill cattle and so forth. Yeah,
3: it just happened recently with a bunch of pigs in Thailand.
1: Yeah. Uh, So uh, the the danger, of course, is that this guy's an old cattle rancher. He's got, you know, uh, whatever his life, I mean, this is sort of his life's work is the farm that he's on. With the cattle, and if, uh, if this thing actually is the hand in mouth or foot and foot <laughs> mouth disease, uh, that basically destroys his life work yeah. and uh, it destroys his farm. And so that's used um, in a literary sense uh, to sort of, you know, um, be a device to not only push the plot forward and getting HUD back into the family as what they're going to do about this. Um, but also to kind of, you know, be a parallel for this old man's life and, and so on. Um, Hud is a very, I like, there's a, I really liked how they played his character and what and what the whole story arc is because Hud is ostensibly the main character. He's, yeah. it's, the, it's named after him. It's starring, he's the lead. It's Paul Newman Yeah, is the lead here. And uh, he's the movie star of the picture. But he's not, he's not what's in, in the end, in the end, he's not what who, what's important. Really, the character that really changes and grows in this movie is the nephew. The nephew, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, Lon.
0: Yeah, that's why like like, we, I think the thing that made me like it so much and why it was actually like interesting to me, because we talked like a while ago, <laughs> specifically about Movies using literary devices and right. and having that feel to them, I feel like this one really has that. I do too, where it doesn't it doesn't resolve like movies resolve it doesn't present a story like how movies normally present stories yeah it's uh it's fine with going slow, which I like like I like all those things like I like kind of sitting in it, yeah. And it's like sometimes we'll it's like uh, we'll watch like you know, like a big like action one, and I'm just like, I'll f- f- like fall asleep. Yeah. And you're like, how do you fall asleep during that? It's so exciting. And I'm like, I just can't and then we put on something like this, and I'm like dead tired, and then I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll watch this. Yeah. And I'm like I can't go to sleep because I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. And I it had that feel to me that, that we've been pointing around for a while. It's uh it's a movie
1: about if I were to get into the themes, uh, if it's a movie about masculinity, and sure, yeah. what we value and what we don't value, and kind of like perceptions of masculinity and, and what and what, like I said, what is valued and not, sure, which is interesting to me. But I wonder if it's interesting to me more because I'm a male. I've always mm. wondered how films that you know that tackle this kind of topic yeah. appeal or don't appeal to those who aren't. So that uh-huh. I guess that's a question to throw your way, Donna.
3: Well, I would like to, before I answer that, say that I think the movie is also about like redemption in history, like learning, learning a lesson from history and trying to not repeat past mistakes mm. because that the same mistakes are made time and time again in this movie which is similar i feel to all of the movies that we've watched so far
1: in the texas theme yeah yeah
3: because it's like you can make an argument pretty easily i feel that and it's even said like twice uh in the movie that lon is lon is uh like his father who was killed by hud Mm -hmm. and it's you know hud has a chance to redeem himself but instead just continues to be a self-absorbed asshole yeah it, um
0: it is kind of funny how everyone we've watched so far has dealt with this like kind of bizarro large family dynamic yeah and the way it kind of all relates and like most of most of the, I mean all of them that we've watched so far is like a slow unfolding of like what the root of the problem yeah. Of this family is or like what is suppressed within the family unit?
1: Yeah, something about dynasty, like a yeah. Texas dynasty. Even Dallas, which was a huge show, uh, you know, about Texas. You know, in yeah. Dallas, and Texas, it was it was about dynasties in Dallas. Yeah, I wonder if there's something to that, like that that that's a a topic that may be under under appreciated as a Texas theme. Yeah, is um, the the. I mean, it seems to be used. Thing.
0: Yeah. I mean it was definitely used in this one. Yeah. It's definitely used in the past two that we watched. Yeah. I mean I don't know why. I mean I definitely think too like this one had like that even though it doesn't necessarily mention Texas and it's the only one we watched that's in black and white. It does kind of have that um that like kind of ambientness that we've seen in most of them too. Yeah. Like that slowness, that ambient, like mm-hmm. these kind of bigger shots that are longer. It and all of them seem willing to like take time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's something where you can't have that kind of shot if you're trying to do something, those kinds of shots, if you're trying to film something in a story in New York City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's yeah, too much busyness Close up, fast. Yeah, yeah, everything's just pacing and moving around quick, things coming in and out of frame really, really quickly. Yeah, There's nothing for the camera, just kind of sit there and, and, and just take it all in. Um, I noticed, and I've I, I noticed in this movie that there was very few tracking shots yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, most of it is a steady camera like maybe if it's a panning shot at all as the camera's rotating, you know yeah. like it's just panning, it's not tracking, yeah very few tracking shots. in fact, the time that you start to see some of the tracking shots is when they do the execution of the cows yeah
0: um I would say that's like a utility thing, probably, probably just costs so much that's like what I'm wondering out if there. it's
1: if i if I watched a bunch of movies that were filmed in the fifties and sixties whether they would just just be in in just based off modern usage of film, we would just see fewer and fewer tracking shots yeah, I mean uh, back the the more farther back you get, yeah, especially, especially when it's
0: like all it's all exterior.
1: And had he- people have yeah. heavy film and like the cameras yeah. weigh two tons and like you yeah. can't just put them on a track easily. It's, like, yeah, it's b- not it's b- not b- easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas now it's like people have d- harnesses; they put them and yeah. they can rotate them. Maybe just do it on it. your iPhone now. But yeah, and they have like you know gyroscopic, gyroscopic things yeah. and kind of hold it down. So so maybe it's just uh, my my eye tends to think everything in tra- tracking shots. Yeah, and then uh, and not so. It's like an inverted thing. Like yeah. I noticed that not to get too much in the film geek stuff, but like a lot of films nowadays is is handheld cameras and and uh and and moving around and tracking shots and whatnot and when the camera stays still it's making a point yeah yeah, yeah. and i find the inverse of that when i watch older movies is like when the tracking shot kicks in it's like i'm trying to make a point here
0: yeah 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 yeah. there is a couple like really weird shots in this
1: yeah
3: can i say one of my favorite shots
0: yeah
1: uh before we get I, i know i got i know i introduced the whole shot thing here but i i unless we're going to revisit it in a minute here, I, I really want to talk about the masculinity issue because it seems like that's, I thought that was like, I thought that was 80% of the movie, like the, the fundamental reason why this thing exists, but you didn't even, like it seemed like that didn't even like register for you. Or was, what, what, what was your thoughts on that?
3: I mean, it is masculine, but I think of it more as like a coming of age story than like a, a specifically masculine thing. Okay. I mean, it's, like obviously the perspectives in the film wouldn't be one that like a woman of that time would be able to have. But, um, I don't know. I think of it more as like coming of age, which I guess to me is genderless.
1: Um, so the way I, the way I envision this is that in the opening and throughout most of the film, Paul Newman's character is like, he's a jerk he's he can he's he can't there's no boss he's got no boss can't be pushed around but the opening salvo is him you know sleeping with uh uh um, uh somebody else's wife and then sort of through a little 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 uh, sleight of hand gets away with it um and uh and then he's looked up to by the the nephew character and uh, he's, the, like I said, his, his, his name is the title of the movie. It's played by the, the most charismatic actor on the screen. And the film starts off saying like, this guy is, you know, he's the anti-hero that we're going to be in favor of. But after that pivotal scene with the rape, the film abandons that. Like, I, I, they probably abandoned it a long time ago. We just didn't notice it until that moment there where the kid... Who stands up against uh, um, HUD and and that changes and now as he's maturing into his into what he's going to be as a man based off the rest of the plot you know the fa- the grandfather's influence and so on um, he decides not to follow HUD's path and to go on and continue on with the uh, the principles that his grandfather had and I see that as it's sort of like an argument like we see the kid you know. In, in some sense, can represent us. We're taken in by the lead actor and his shenanigans, and we're like, we're kind of in favor. We're buying into it. but by the end, we are not. And so his statement of saying, "I want to be a man but not like that is in some way reflected uh, in the audience that's that's kind of what i how I pictured this whole story unfolding. yeah,
3: but like I could remake this movie with all women, and the point would still be the same. Like I don't yeah. think that gender is. I, I don't think the value is gender. I think the value is the values of the character yeah. and who you want to be, which is a coming-of-age story, not something that's solely yeah. based on gender. I would
0: say I would say that you're you're layering masculinity over a pretty uh, universal story that's, yeah, like, exactly. used, yeah, cause that's like used. Yeah, because a woman a lot, yeah. could
3: rush out of bed with a man yeah. and turn it on her on her yeah. knees. I don't get. I don't get what
0: makes it inherently masculine well like what aspect of it makes it masculine sure he's dealing with idols or, or people that he should look up to or how he wants to live his life, mm-hmm. but there's nothing really inherently masculine
1: it's about it. It's only
3: inherently masculine because it is starring men. Yeah, but the well, story not itself... starring
1: men, starring Paul Newman, you know, like a, a man's man kind of character. No, there's definitely actor, a masculine
0: so tilt to it. I'm not saying that you're incorrect in that. I'm just saying that I don't think that the story, like the story ends that masculinity yeah. i don't think that like when you break down the story it's like oh it's wholly about masculinity i yeah, think it's about, it's about coming i think it's about something more universal and then you layer masculinity over that hmm. which they do but but i think you can write this story in a lot of different ways
1: yeah,
0: well i don't uh, just to buttress
1: my point a little bit more um, he is a hyper-masculine male in, in sort of the worst sense of the word. Yeah, he's you know, a partier. The first drinks. thing we see is that there's a a, a, a bar fight has broken yeah. out and that there's the evidence of that. And like, I must have been HUD here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we see him, glo- you know, it's a glory when they get into a fight later yeah. in the bar. And that's sort of like a bonding thing between him and the nephew. Yeah. Um, the, he drives fast and reckless, you know, we've seen that too. And he's, you know, he can sleep with all the women and including those who are married. And- <laughs>
3: yeah. I mean, these are characteristics that maybe, uh, more men have, but they're certainly not characteristics that a woman can also have
1: i'm not saying that i'm saying that they can obviously they can. i'm saying what it what oh, it,
3: can we be so
1: <laughs> well you made it imply that i i that i didn't think that what i what i'm saying is that there's a value there's a value thing that we we and we put on that those characteristics that you know that we can say that those are positive traits and then Eventually, we're just like, wait a second, this is not positive traits, and that comes to a head, I think, in the in the in the sexual assault scene. Um, I don't. This is what this is what I, th- I was thinking of when we were out on the stoop. Is I can't think of the only film that I can think of that is sort of a, a female version of this is another old classic film, all about Eve, which I think is about femininity and what it means and growing up and and. And, and I can't think of other movies that would I would put the parallel between, you know, masculinity and femininity that I would with this. That's and not what else. I'm
2: saying,
3: though. You're missing my point entirely.
1: Well, I'm saying you guys, obviously, there's I know I understand that there's broader. Um, uh, there's broader themes to take from this uh, the coming of age story for him and, 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 and for the nephew and so on. I'm saying there's a masculinity component to it, which I put more value in than you guys do. But then I'm taking that aside and saying, now, wait a second. Are there movies that make judgment calls about f- uh, femininity? Like this one, I'm trying to like, I can't think of any movie that's like that. Scarlet letter.
0: The, yeah? I don't I mean know. the book I mean, for yeah. sure. I yeah, don't know yeah. about the movies per se. Little women. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I think you could write this story pretty easily. I mean, essentially what happens if you have someone young and impressionable, someone older, uh, the younger and impressionable person looks up to the person older because what they're doing is, you know, edgy or interesting or radical. And then that radicalness eventually comes to a head, goes too far. And then the child sees the ramifications of that and has to decide either a, I will continue to idolize this person and push it beyond that. And I will just, force myself into this radical wild hole right or or i will you know come to my senses and become a perfectly moral person like that's the story it's i mean it's easy
3: yeah i mean i think the aspect that you're talking about like looking for a movie that is hyper feminine doesn't exist because people don't want to watch a movie where it's just a woman washing laundry (laughs) which would be like the other side of the coin that you are talking okay. about like only then, men can drive cars, uh, so women See can only wash panties this, this, this,
1: this might make that's a little bit there's there's got to be a parallel There, that there is, isn't so lame like that even though that's where my brain goes to as there well there is i think like okay, if you look do at do
3: not say that my brain went there that was me uh, speaking uh, as you playboy okay, spring so. spring, <laughs> spring
0: breakers does this uh the harmony corinne film the the spring breakers does this okay. you know it's like Four women or whatever that are wearing ski masks and bikinis and going around robbing people doing radical shit doing blow with James Franco getting wild and then eventually they're like well well you know one of them's like oh we have to settle down now
3: or we can have a mixed sex one of Ingrid goes west which is about a girl that idolizes Instagram famous people. and then meets a guy who finds out that she's a freak that idolizes these Instagram people and is crazy, and Uh he's like, yo, you need to chill out, or I'm going to not be with you.
1: Well, that's what the trailer is. I don't know what the movie says. (laughs) Well,
3: I'm going to imagine that's the entire movie. doesn't look like there's a lot going on there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I think there's things about... I don't think... This movie, while interesting, while fun to watch, while good, I don't think the story is revolutionary. I don't think it deals with masculinity in an interesting enough way to actually warranted being a movie that challenges the ideas of masculinity, Mm. you know, therefore making masculinity like a giant point to drive home. Like, I don't think it really does. It doesn't challenge any ideas. Like, it doesn't challenge you. It just kind of unfolds. Well,
3: and also, like, another thing, like, another reason why I don't think that my masculinity is, like, a, a big point in this movie, and, again, why it's more of a coming-of-age story, is because you don't see Lon... You don't see him change his behavior outside of the singular night where he gets drunk. Yeah. If it was a movie that was about masculinity, you would have seen his behavior change... He pretty much stays the same the entire time. He just yeah. tends to hang out with one person more or the other.
1: Well, I, you're right. That's interesting to say that because I say he's the only character that changes from the beginning to the end. But in a sense, his character is locked in yeah. at the beginning. He's merely tempted.
0: Yeah, he's... he. There's a Mildly... He's, a, he's an tempted allure. enough to get drunk and get in one fight and... And, like, look at one girl at one bar. Also,
3: another thing, too, is that I think that you're, like, missing this entire line from the beginning of the movie, which was, uh, like, right at the beginning of the movie, Lon is inquiring about his father. So it's, like, the whole movie is, like, him trying to recover, like, his father. I just assume that the dad died when he was really young, so he never really knew him. Right. And so it seems to me that he's not hanging out with HUD because he's cool and he's fucking a dude's dude or whatever. He's hanging out with him because he's trying to get closer to a part of his brother or of his dad. Yeah. And then as it progresses, he's like, oh, man, this guy's cool. Like, I just want to hang out with him and feel like I'm my dad or whatever. Someone yeah. acknowledges me as a person and not as a child. Hmm. And then... Uh, then he's like, oh, this guy sucks, so I guess I don't want to do that anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think it drives home the aspect of family more than the aspects of masculinity. Interesting.
3: Yeah, values are like more prominent to me. Anyway, can I talk about my favorite scene? Absolutely. So, my favorite scene is when the grandpa is, dad, grandpa, dad, mm-hmm. is dying, mm-hmm. and they're holding him, and on one side, you have Hud, who's like the devil, and mm-hmm. then on the other side, you have Lon, who's mm-hmm. like the angel, and mm-hmm. it's like a very, like, consciousy moment, yeah. where the dad's like, kind of like waning consciousness and like having conversations with the two of them Mm -hmm. and i like wonder how present he is in that moment yeah like if this is a conversation that he's having in his head or like if only some sentences are coming out because it is a conversation he's having in his head you know Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. as he's dying it is funny too
0: like how like his last line is like Last line before he dies is like, "You'll never get it, Hud," or like something like, "Have no patience." Yeah, you have no, yeah. no patience. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. He doesn't even like really say anything to the kid, <laughs> even yeah. though the kid like, he's the kid's father, essentially. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah, sure, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like the kid idolizes him. Ultimately, the kid falls in line with his morality. Right over Huds. Yeah. And then at the end, the grandpa still has like, I think that's a more interesting play too, is that the fact that even on his deathbed, even when he's, even when he has a kid that he's raised like from the ground up and raised him, you know, uh, within the morality of this film, quote unquote, well, you know, like the kid falls in line with his morality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yet still at the end we're supposed to view the grandpa as kind of this all around good moral, you know, compass for the film. Yeah. And then at the end, he's still holding on to this grudge.
3: Well, right. there's, I think there's two ways that you can take that though. Is that either, is he like trying to get another jab in at HUD before he kicks the bucket? <laughs> like why though? Or is he trying to, lean heavier into the impression that HUD is an asshole so that the Kid son doesn't, doesn't grow dope. up like him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I he, mean. if his character only like we as the audience see more interactions with HUD and kind of get to see like, um, the perspective of Lon changing and progressing and in terms of like what values he's going to fall in line with or Mm -hmm. what kind of person he's going to be as the movie is going on. But the grandfather only gets so much of that. So from his perspective, I would imagine that he's not trying to give another fuck you to HUD. He's trying to be like this, like this is the guy you want to be like, like, you know this isn't a real man right he doesn't oh god damn it he doesn't
1: (laughs) let let me slide that in
0: there (laughs) when you wink after you say it hey look at this (laughs) let's get back on this topic
3: (laughs) jesus christ
0: No, I do. I do think it is kind of funny, though, like how
3: I'm going to make a shirt for you that just says men and incest. (laughs) My
0: two favorite topics. (laughs) Ask
3: me about men or incest. Uh, Ask me about
0: men or incest (laughs) Um, in film. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I, I do find it funny. Like, I think I think that I think it would have been more interesting had the film taken a different turn with the uh, grandfather. Yeah. I don't think it was... I don't think he was dynamic enough. Like, I uh, I liked his character, but I think there was a lot of... You're never really challenged by him. I just yeah.
3: wish that there would have been, like, what this movie is missing, that like all the other movie, All two of the other movies that we've watched so far had... Uh, this movie is just mi- missing, like, one good monologue.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, if yeah. there was
3: just one fucking solid monologue and it doesn't even have to be uh, fucking Paul Newman that says if the grandpa would have said it like that would have been awesome yeah because there's like a story that they're like skirting around this entire time and then they It's kind of like eventually you find out, but it's like in passing yeah. yeah, and it's like two sentences. It's not like,
0: yeah, it's like, oh, you were drunk and you crashed a car. Yeah. 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 I
3: want like the, like, and the, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They
0: had this opportunity to really extend that out and then to really be like, cause then you could have this whole, you could have this whole power play with them that gets into like a sort of minutia. If you have, uh, you know hud and the grandfather like parsing it out you're right rather than the grandfather just being like uh like he was drunk and he killed your father right and like like why why isn't it like why isn't hud then like well you bought me the alcohol and i was only 16 or like you know like why isn't there there should have been like a back and forth he just he just uh I mean, it also is kind of cool that he just kind of, when it occurs, he just kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He just kind of recoils into himself and and runs away, mm-hmm. which ultimately so- shows fault in his character, or whatever some some repression, mm-hmm. you know. But it does I like there, yeah, they, you, ha- you have a really kind of cool story there that you could parse out a little bit more. Oh,
3: another thing that would have made it more masculine too uh they
0: all whipped their dicks out and they (laughs) saw who the biggest one was
3: no if like there would have been like and maybe this is just the time that we grew up in but if there would have been more of like the dad is like a man you know what i mean like he's like oppressive and it's like hud has been gone and came back and now like He's the top dog. You know what I mean? Cuz it seems like there's always like at, at least yeah. I guess in my lifetime men or like masculine things is like a power struggle and yeah. it's like when does very when does the sun beat the dad.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know. But that's what I kind of that's what I was explaining when we first started. That's really kind of what I liked about this is that it does kind of take that literary thing where it's like it doesn't all need to be over, overbearing and huge, and it can be kind of these smaller stories.
1: Totally, that I are, completely agree. Yeah,
3: I'm. I'm just saying that, you know, yeah, yeah, for our guy, our incest the males, Jesus, dude.
1: Jesus, knock it off with that. <laughs> <laughs> Star is a great movie. <laughs> it's because they defend it as <laughs> i of fans of incest. Jesus Christ, Feifel no. goes down on his sister. <laughs>
0: Uh, on that note, there, there's this brief- <laughs> Babe Two pig in the- I don't know why yeah, I thought yeah, Feivel Goes can. West is your favorite movie. <laughs> 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 I
3: made a fucking Feivel Goes West reference during this movie, and no one. No, cared. God, I
0: got it.
1: because
3: they. Yeah, never mind. It doesn't matter.
1: But what you were saying is that there's there was a scene, there was a line of dialogue, or at least a couple lines of dialogue that I thought were going in the direction that you're talking about, yeah. Uh, Ethan. Yeah. When. He says, you think I You think I got angry at you because you killed your brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it you're like, It started long before yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're and like, they, what did he do? And then he's looking at him like, okay, well, you're in it. Yeah. Go ahead, tell it. Yeah. And then you
0: don't hear it. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's what's missing because- Well, the whole thing is that he's just like, essentially like, you've just always been a snot. Yeah,
1: and but, but like, that's not what it. Did, like, the- you're right. Yeah. You're right yeah. Because you have to imagine- The guy had a wife. He had a son, who's obviously his his firstborn. He's lost both. His firstborn. Then he has a second son. Yeah. And then somehow, for fifteen years, or between that and the time that he, or I mean, it's multiple years after that. Whatever. The point is, is that there's something that happened between the time that Hud died, Hud was born, up until the accident where things fell apart in the family. The wife is not there anymore. We don't know what happened to her, the mother, yeah, yeah, Hud's yeah. mother. Yeah. mother. Um, and, uh, and, and that's that would be the poignant thing to, to, yeah. to lock into and find something that means something. Uh, Maybe it's just a Bart yeah.
3: Simpson type.
0: <laughs> well, either way. Either, either way.
3: Uh, wait, what's
0: his, God, it was Homer Simpson saying, don't, God damn it, when he chokes him.
2: Yeah,
3: he says, God damn it.
0: Damn it, Bobby. <laughs> God damn it, Bobby. Why are, well, yeah. Why are you little?
3: That's what saying. Yeah. Why you little? Eat my shorts. Um Suck my dick.
0: Yeah, the, that's the whole thing. It's like it's like yes in the uh in the play version of that. That's where you go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like it's like do you you don't necessarily like in the play or the really dramatic version, that's the turn that you take. Yeah. But then like in this one is not taking that turn to it being overdramatic. Right. Well, the, Is that a good move? Is it a good pocketed move or is it bad writing? I get what you're saying because uh, like, on
1: one hand, it's, the, the scene still has the characters acting like the characters.
0: And when he says that, you're like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And the,
1: the, the li- But see, that's the thing. The last line of dialogue that Paul Newman has before he exits that scene is, well, my mama loved me. Yeah, yeah yeah, and then we don't like that's a like brief like yeah wait, wait what does that what does that mean they yeah. know the characters know but we don't
0: yeah there's this bizarro like weight of resentment between the two of them yes but it's just given off via acting it's not given off explanation
1: right and yeah. we, you and yes hud is a product of his father
0: yeah, yeah how, yeah. how could he not
1: be? Yeah, yeah. So there must be some sort of responsibility tied into that and then what guilt does he have towards that because, you know, yeah. it did kill his, his his firstborn, so to speak. I mean, yeah. there seems to be a you that he was my my favorite son kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, getting yeah that yeah. vibe. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there is that big chunk of family dynamics that goes unexplored which might be really rich of thematic material that could play out. That's that's not that's not really tapped. But yeah. is
3: that some is that indicative of the time that this movie was made, or the style? Like we, cla- this movie is classified now as a drama. Yeah. But would it have, sometime closer to its actual actual release date, would it would it have been considered more of like? a western or a western drama no i think i would just
0: always consider it a drama yeah it doesn't have the
1: i mean when i think westerns at least somebody's gotta cowboys indians cowboys and indians kind of thing yeah Um, i
3: could see a studio easily pitching this being like paul newman in a western finally
1: yeah uh yeah you know what i'm saying yeah um i could see that as well yeah maybe like, for
0: marketing a, but that's not how i would
1: it feels, classify it feels it. Old, it's drama but just it's almost like leaning on melodrama totally yeah. but what time. i'm saying
3: though is that if it would have been pitched that way it may make sense why there's not some big long monologue that's super heavy about family shit maybe because like a western movie like the biggest monologue you're gonna get is gonna be like i'm gonna shoot them and <laughs> start I'll shooting give a shit yeah <laughs> yeah
1: Um, yeah, I, you know, this movie actually touches on some of the themes that is in uh, one of Paul Newman, one of Paul Newman's other movies, The Hustler. Yeah. A famous line in that movie is that, or famous theme in that movie is that there's a difference between having character and being a character. Sure. And his character, he, and in that movie, Paul Newman's character evolves in a sense that he, he doesn't have character when the, at the beginning of the movie, but he is a character. Yeah, yeah, and then at the end, he develops his character. And sort of this movie, he same thing. He he is a character, but he doesn't have character in the, in the principled kind of sense. And then he stays that way throughout the whole thing. Sure.
3: Another uh, couple interesting things about him in this movie: uh, he worked on a ranch in Texas mm. for a couple months leading up to the movie, so he like felt more comfortable and That's knew good. how a ranch yeah. works uh and then also um it was actually during this movie that he came up with the recipe for ranch dressing oh yeah <laughs> <So>. <laughs> oh it's
1: <laughs> that
0: paul newman <laughs> you gotta be shitting me is it really you don't know this he's the ranch dressing <laughs> don't tell pa- me you're figuring this <laughs> wait, out. wait <right> really <laughs> <laughs> are yes. you serious yes. i love wow. what he did yeah. for the <laughs> Aren't they all like They they give me, He gives away all the profits Yeah Because he's a movie star doesn't Yeah that, uh, Wow That makes sense right Wow Wow
1: so oh, great! Wow. Hey, wow. that's
3: my show. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's my sa- sound. Uh, also, uh, if we want to talk trivia, um, Paul Matthew Newman. Matthew
3: McConaughey ripped off his face and put it onto his body.
1: Paul Newman <laughs> went on to have a second career in his life as a race car driver, and there's some race car driving, driving recklessly in
0: this movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. All the, all the, uh, I, the, I fucking love the other reason i love old black and white movies is because i love the stationary car with the moving background
3: yeah that's true. shots
0: and Rolls. i don't know how but in this one they like planned it out perfectly so like when he when turns, turns he turns, turns. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're like yeah. yo like how they do that <laughs> <laughs> like, there's like gotta be, be some guy on the screen you going yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard left okay yeah like you're driving like a maniac and you nail it yeah like i was like i was like whoa holy shit because normally like the it's reason just, i love it straight away yeah, yeah you're always like you're always like man how bad is it gonna look and that's why they're always so interesting because you're yeah. like oh man is this is it gonna be really bad when they're driving and this one i was like whoa yeah. he turned this is a maneuver yeah 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 there's a lot of dust getting
3: kicked up too yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah I, I i will say though my favorite shot whole film they at one point
3: when he cleans his pit with the rag after he chases down the pig.
0: No, that one's pretty good. I like there. There's like a three second shot. They're shooting a train when it's like night out. It's a that's that's stock footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just black and like it's just black as night, and all yeah. you see is the windows, and they're yeah. like. And, there's, and like, all lit. there's grain all over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it's clearly
1: stock footage at the end of a train. It's not using the same the same cameras yeah. and lighting that they have. Yeah, that's why it looks cool. Yeah, it does, it does look neat. Yeah, uh, I was thinking that this... I think this is the kind of movie that would be ripe for a remake.
0: Oh, bet, because yeah. Because these yeah. little
1: things that we're talking about where you, just, you know, just give a writer a little bit more room
0: to kind of get into the... In the hands lines. of a good writer, there's a lot of material. Oh, yeah. you know
3: what else is interesting about this movie? uh it's based off of a novel okay any guesses on what True the regret. author also did
1: louis lamore uh i don't know gone with the wind
3: Brokeback broke back mountain really Ooh. interesting
1: yeah a cowboy movie
3: i got trampled <laughs> uh
1: yeah i noticed the director uh, wait who
0: is it that wrote G-
3: wait, what? that wrote
0: you no know, they got who because Brokeback Mountain's only like sixty pages, isn't it? The book. Oh, I don't know. The book's only. It's like something. really short. Yeah, I know.
3: yeah. I remember. I'm trying it to remember short, who
0: man. wrote it. Yeah. Mitt Romney. Yeah. <laughs> this guy <laughs> or, uh, who directed Ang Lee, too. Ang Lee, Ang Lee Jr. Lee. <laughs> wrote it. This movie was directed by a, a
1: guy named Martin Ritt, and. Uh, I, that I looked up and he did Norma Ray but he also did this movie called The Spy Who Came Out of the Cold Yeah, and I was last sometime last year I was looking up like I want to watch a bunch of spy movies and I got on a kick and that one popped up as if you're going to watch a spy movie you got to watch this one I couldn't make it through I tried yeah, multiple I times would... and I after the, uh, somewhere between the first you know 45 minutes I, I, I turned it off I couldn't make it of spy movies yeah like you would think spy movies are super easy like
0: super do in, you in, like I'm westerns good. Generally, yeah. Really? Yeah. You, would you rather watch spy movies or westerns?
1: Um, A well-made spy movie is...
3: Not gonna have incest or a lot of is, masculinity. Is more
1: interesting to me than a
0: well-made western. Really? Yeah. Even if you would consider this a western?
3: I wish I could do a good John Wayne impression.
0: <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> you consider westerns better? Oh. No,
3: like... Burr, 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 cowboy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I like, it here, okay, okay. like uh, <laughs> listen, uh, listen here cowboy oh <laughs> Pilgrim, oh, it's, hey, that's a yeah. famous like Pilgrim, yeah. Pilgrim. Hey, Pilgrim, how about you come over here and suck my cock?
2: <laughs>
3: Why, Jason
0: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Ang Lee Jr. <laughs> 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 how about you come over here and unbutton those 511s in my face? <laughs> Cowboy! oh my
3: gosh
0: uh i'm not good at impressions really? uh, <laughs> uh yeah i don't know man it's uh it's good man like I, I i don't know i like it i like movies like this though like i can't i can't help but not like movies i like westerns a lot mm-hmm. uh uh, I think it's easily one of the most underutilized genres ever. Can like, go with that, yeah. Especially like in the form of like, look how much Western literature there is. Like, look at the ability for story within that genre. That 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 that, that genre seems like it's can be. They use storytelling like in the genre to tell story. Like they sit around campfires and tell story. Like there's so much room for storytelling, and this- people are so interested in storytelling nowadays. Like why, why not start employing Western more? You know, and this movie, uh, its a, entire plot is so
1: Western driven. I mean, yeah. your cattle are gonna die from it yeah. It's very disease. easy. Like what? Yeah, are, yeah, yeah. That, you can't. No, but that that film, that story is never gonna take place in New York City. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. You gotta put it out there. On the right yeah, line. I was yeah.
3: gonna say that. Unlike the other movies where Texas is a character, this one Texas is like is like. Clearly, the setting, but less yeah. of a character.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was seriously thinking about how this would look in a modern setting, and and uh, Matthew McConaughey came up as an actor <laughs> for me to replace the Paul Newman role. Yeah. Um, but I one of the reasons why I felt that is because
3: they look very similar. Well, that in this movie.
1: Yeah, but there's there's the the scene with the massacre of the cows. There's a I think that that scene. The beat that it should have hit is like horror, like it should have been terrifying what they did and
0: what they're doing, and instead it's it's treated very passively. No, I think there's a definite point to the, that happening, it's because everyone's there, no one's no one's actually attached to the farm. Everybody's just massacring them without giving a fuck, except for the grandfather. Who's just sitting there on a horse, just watching, watching
1: it very stoically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that the and I, I I attributed, of course, to you know the film limitations at the time. And, well, yeah, they can't kill, five hundred cattle exactly for oh, the obvious, sake like, of a film. We well, can't do it today, but, I mean, like, yeah, with effects and and profit and whatnot. But like,
3: doesn't stop the meat industry.
1: <laughs> but like, there should be boom, <laughs> like that moment, that scene where. Yeah. There's so much blood and yeah. so much violence and so much yeah. uh, and everybody participates. Yeah, you know? yeah, everybody's involved in this except and that it that it that it should have a lot. I feel like that that should be a lot of weight for all the characters and yet. Right. It, one scene like the, it's like they never like the characters never really never like they like like it never even happened yeah i mean it the, should
0: it should be it, it's a giant scene to make it representative of something that should affect
1: all the characters all the characters but they
0: don't it else. doesn't really have that way i right. agree yeah i agree i mean that's that's the whole thing that's interesting about the story though is that it's like written really well yeah it's like the 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 plot is really well you know the structure is really good uh, just some of the like allegories That could be just Stronger to make it feel You, you feel more when you watch it mm-hmm. You know
3: But that goes back to what I was saying though Because I, I don't know if that's something That like I attribute to the time That this movie was made Or to whatever it was Whatever it was supposed to be yeah. Yeah. To the people of that time Cause I just can't see, there's just some things about this that I can't see this being pitched as a drama at that point in time. It just, I don't know.
1: It is weird to think like back then, like there weren't, dvds and, and VHss and so
3: yeah, you went to the theater you to and go you went the there for a purpose that's yeah. what i mean like the only way that someone would have known about this movie is because they would have seen a poster for it and i can very easily imagine it being the western paul starring paul newman, newman. Yeah. yeah and people just being like oh shit like i want to see him as a cowboy do
1: we do we are we gonna do we think that maybe audiences were a little more sophisticated back then compared to now
3: what do you mean well like
1: this is not a high octane you know high energy kind of movie it's 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 got a pace to it um and I think a lot of films during that era may maybe' more similar to this than not and uh I wonder if there was like we maybe they were catering to more adults you know during that time than they were like teenagers like we do now well and, i mean
3: think of the the other thing to keep in mind too is that you know like what what were the ways that people consumed media? Uh, like they read books and listened, listened to, to the radio, radio and shows, and like to a play, yeah, we're yeah. not gonna like see some like really heady stuff or you know you know what I mean? like challenging yeah, things. Uh, yeah. like this would be like normal everyday life for a bunch of people. Like this isn't too bizarre. Yeah. but you couldn't be because people would just be like what is this like I uh, movies cost fucking two, a lot two back million then. dollars <laughs> yeah well I mean like tickets to the movies yeah. were, like that was a yeah. luxury that wasn't something that everyone could go do true, you know true so speaking
0: of which shout out the meta moment where they go to the movies yeah. in, the, in the movie yeah, <laughs> I crazy. love when that happens in movies yeah. so goddamn much <laughs> that is my favorite thing yeah. in any movie if I ever get a movie made, they it will go to, be, to the movies, movies to in watch the, an old to, movie. to watch a movie. Yeah. yeah, it's so good. And the characters are always
1: watching something from 30 years or 15 years yeah, prior.
0: They're like, never why? like watching the latest Transformers yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, why are you watching that? Why are you singing uh, the Clementine, Clementine. Yeah. in the theater? That makes... No sense I by I was by today's standards thing, but maybe like well, I mean back then
1: you had like news reels and the first cartoons and the Disney stuff. They would put the Looney Tune stuff put well, in front of. The I just don't understand like, drive
3: in though. Didn't you like you would go to the drive in and everyone would sing like the fucking like popcorn what? theme yeah. song and shit. You know what I mean? Because you're all just like hanging out. Yeah.
1: The Clementine was a, was a weird poll. That's yeah. weird,
3: but I just assumed that was a Texas thing.
1: Uh, That's a thing Clementine that
3: I 100% that, chalk up to Texas. <laughs> okay.
1: Could be, could be, yeah. Or know. maybe,
3: yeah, maybe it was shown in like an auditorium or something. The place didn't even look like a movie theater.
0: It looked like yeah. a pretty cool movie theater, it like, though. It looked like a It had, a, it had like, balcony seats. Yeah. It was, like, the smallest theater with balcony seats. It looked like with a, balcony a micro version of the, of
1: the uh, Paramount. On yeah, it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You
3: remember that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, where they. No. <laughs> well,
0: you were trying to ask me, and I don't remember. Like any episodes of Are You Fred?
3: Well, there's this one where they go to the movies and or, or it's it's like the two main characters in it. Uh, are working at a movie theater and one of them is like they're screening like a Nosferatu movie there uh, like one of the original ones or something one from the 30s yeah but I mean in the context of that movie it's not like the actual original one but cool. it's like along those lines and like as you watch the movie it's supposed to be like so realistic or whatever and then like as you're watching the movie if you turn away from the screen then it that's what draws it out so it's like lurking around the theater like trying to kill
0: them yeah
3: the episode's like really good but I think that you would like it and it also interesting thing about that episode too is that uh, it's one of the reoccurring like Bad guys or like instigators from who kind of looks like Hagrid actually, hmm. um, but from the Are You Free of the Dark universe? Mm-hmm. Nice. Should have an Are You Free of the Dark podcast.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you can.
3: Dude, I got scary stories about Are You Free of the Dark? <laughs> Sick for real. Um, another little another you
1: little western uh, science trivia so here
3: in the,
1: the <laughs> end of the if you ever seen the movie <laughs> Shane it ends on a very famous note of the little kid calling out to Shane Shane come back Shane that that actor is the kid who plays the nephew in this movie he's grown up it's, it seems like it's about 12 years later 12 13 years later um and i thought
0: we were saying he died in a car wreck we're saying after this film that that
1: actor well, ended up dying a while
3: after this yeah
0: film. he died when he was so he made shane old. and then he, when died. he made Shane when he was a kid
1: oh i've he never was,
0: seen shane oh shit
1: yeah it's a famous a little famous western starring james dean
0: you know he, oh and uh really? i while i say i really like westerns <laughs> 99 like four of them <laughs> oh no i just put them on in my work so i just watch them Oh, you just like the, the wallpaper of the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like watching them. Yeah. Like, okay. literally. And my grandpa used to always watch them, so I'd like, oh, sit in for, like, 20 minutes. I want to be like... Al? Yeah, be like, oh, I love westerns. <laughs> great. Yeah,
3: sometimes, like, when we go back to visit... You'll just hear from the other room, like loud as fuck, just like <laughs> gunshots.
0: <laughs>
3: Goddamn Indians! <laughs> that
0: sorry, it's <laughs> like yeah, you know that's the form. <laughs> that's the form, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Are we done here?
1: Yeah. I th- Do you I mean, want to rate, rate it? it? Yeah, we gotta rate it. Of course. Okay. Yeah, one to ten. Um, I'll start with myself. Yeah. Uh, I I give it a seven.
0: Yeah yeah i'm strong gonna give it a seven. strong seven yeah i'm gonna give it an eight cool uh maybe week eight it's respectable yeah i that just you know i really liked it i i, I like the story like i said there's a lot there's a lot i think that could be reworked but a lot of it is like a uh, lot in your head a lot of it's like is that intentional that it's not worked that way yeah you know like there's reasons for not working it the way i would advise working it yeah 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 yeah. but yeah I give it an eight it looks great yeah. The odd, perfectly shot, mm-hmm. gorgeous film.
3: Uh, I'm gonna give this one uh, a seven for how the movie is now, and similar thoughts. Like there are some things that could be punched up if someone were to redo this movie, uh, but I'm gonna give it another half for just tentatively because I think that I'll be thinking about this movie. In the Down next line. week or so before we do our next movie
1: before wrapping up and speaking of movies still thinking about do you all want to talk a little bit about detroit i mean <laughs> yeah we, i mean we all saw it yeah we saw a sneak preview of it um, yeah this past is it Tuesday, it's been out right
0: yeah it's been out for like three days what so is today now monday I mean, it'll be Monday when this drops. No, okay, yeah, but... It's Saturday. Today's Saturday. Saturday. So this is
1: the Saturday of the opening
0: weekend of Detroit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Strong. Very strong. Good, really great storytelling. Yeah. Um, It's terrifying. Really great camera work. The first two hours is terrifying. The camera work is so close and shaky and jarring. Yeah. And it's definitely one of those films where, you know, like when you watch movies and you're like, uh, like, Oh, the film work is attempting to tell you something. Mm -hmm. And like the film work is they're They're trying to like, if you're trying to give an example of like claustrophobic, anxious, uh, you know, like, situations like that, like I would show like this, how you do the camera work. Everything's really up close. Yeah. Everything's shaky. So therefore if someone like slams a hand right in front of the camera, it's like, you don't see it until it hits right in front of the camera and it's really loud. And it's like, like things like that. It's just like really well, well shot. Yeah. Um, The story's great. Like it's a great story to tell. uh, I mean, about the riots you know like it's it's i thought all around like i I thought it was fucking hella strong i was worried it was gonna suck but it didn't not in the (laughs) slightest. no 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 yeah what'd you think
1: uh i thought I the first two hours, like I said, are just terrifying because that's when it, the you, you have a, a build up of about you know thirty some odd minutes getting into the uh, the hotel, the Algiers, I believe. Yeah, yeah, Algiers. And then everything is in place for uh. the tragedy of the Algiers Hotel, and it's and it's just it's just you. I mean, bl- your adrenaline is just going the whole time because you don't you're panicky, you don't know what's going to happen, you're you're scared. Like what everything that's going through that is completely affecting and and uh, what what I and then after that ended I, I was actually a little nervous because I thought the movie was going to end right then and there because yeah. even there's these two inserted shots that uh, is put are put in that are are actual photographs of you know some of the yeah the aftermath of the scene I felt like okay we're kind of rolling into a text in, and ending with text you know yeah, yeah. but the movie had another thirty
0: odd minutes it has this good postscript that rides it out yeah and the the, the that
1: is where I thought it was was it was, also, it was the, the it was the best idea to include that, but I thought that there that's when you started to see some weakness especially compared to the other two hours um, because there is this aftermath story what happens to these cops who who did what they did what happened to you know the criminal trial to follow and I felt a lot of that was uh, it, I mean there's a there's a it, it acts it's presented in the same sort of frenetic manner that the first two hours yeah. is um, and maybe maybe that maybe that should have been pulled back it should have been a little more clinical in, in style um, but um, but it needed it because if you don't if you just have the two hours of the Algiers Hotel now yeah. it feels exploitive you know sure. just exploiting this moment you know yeah, to create the violence uh, to, yeah to the uh, yeah. intensity of it all uh, to make a movie but the, the 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 postscript if you will is the chance to make the message to say something about it yeah and uh i i don't i'm not really clear about what that is supposed to be like what message you're trying to say like yeah the the the, the, the i think the, the message the justice is, system failed yeah i here. think the message
0: is a cab fuck the cops all day maybe <laughs> <'Cause> till <laughs> i'm dead in the ground the, the kill just, them all
1: it's clear that the message is that the justice system failed uh, which is which adds another layer of tragedy to the whole thing yeah um but uh, i i think i think that would have been maybe something to maybe re- if, if it could have been revisited to like polish that up but either way i i st- like you can't escape how in- intense the movie is yeah so I, I i said after the movie was over i was like i think it's gonna win best picture yeah i still think that
0: that's fair uh, i mean i definitely think it needs a, it deserves a nom hands yeah. down yeah yeah donna you've been quiet
3: I was trying to figure out what movie we were going to watch for next week. <laughs>
2: Jesus. <laughs> nice. Um,
3: yeah, I liked the movie. It was good. Um, I mean, I had some, uh, just some minor issues with the movie about like the accents and just um, areas where I wish that there would have been a little bit more exposition, which is a pretty rare thought for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, um, there was a Q and A afterwards with some of the actors, which That's was right. really excellent. Um, that was really enjoyable. Um, and you know, I my biggest concern was that there was going to be a lot of people just, you know, as usual, talking shit about Michigan just being a, a hellhole. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I haven't really heard that, and that. Um, I mean, unfortunately, yeah. the the conversation has been about how this is a movie that everyone needs to see because it's a conversation that we still need to be having about race and how people are treated in this country. So
1: I found it very interesting that the, the lead actor who plays, uh, well, I forget the character's name in the movie, but in the Q&A, he's a young guy, mm-hmm. and he specifically said... You know, it's kind of weird because, like, I'm a millennial, and all of my friends are this and that. We all come from different creeds and colors, and uh, this really isn't an issue for us. So it's kind of interesting that we're doing this, and uh, you know, we got to understand, you know, where we come from and our history. Hell yeah, post race millennials. Yeah, that's. I found that very interesting that he. He said that and I was yeah. like there was like this weird kind of well, relief. Uh, dog, exactly you live in LA said.
0: probably. Like yeah exactly or New York. You live in New York.
1: That was I mean, that's a I I'm not there's some of those words I'm saying for no, he, they, he uh, no, yeah. no.
3: He said he was talking about like specifically about the how there were white chicks in the movie and how like that's an issue that there are people of color with white people hanging out in this hotel and how he has friends like his main group of friends or whatever is like an Asian dude and an Indian dude and him and he's black and how to him, it doesn't matter what the color of their skin is. They're just friends. And that was how he Mm -hmm. always grew up thinking is that it doesn't really matter what the color of your skin is. If you're a cool person, I just want to be friends with you. But, that it clearly matters to the police because he's still treated like shit by the yeah. police.
1: Well, he, I think he was... I mean, I, I'm not to put words in his mouth, but it seemed like he was clear saying that for people my age and younger...
3: For his age, it's he, not an issue for him to be concerned with the color of the skin of the person that he's friends exactly, with.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. For his age yeah. and younger, he's saying that this isn't... this. It doesn't... But not saying it doesn't it, affect him. Obviously, he lives in this world, etc. I'm saying yeah. that for his peers and younger, he's saying that he notices a significant difference between what's going on in the film versus. Yeah,
0: I mean, race, rela- race relations have changed since the, the '60s. Like, yeah, there's I, not really too much of a surprise there. Okay, <laughs> but. But I don't know. I still, it's like totally one of those things where I don't think it's like perfect. Like yeah. cops still hate black people. Like duh. <laughs> well, either cops way, cops are also monsters. Well, that. That's the one thing I do like about this movie. It enforced that fucking cops suck so bad. <laughs> They're annoying. Is for that's for sure. A cab, baby. A cab. <laughs> that's why I liked it. It enforced my hate for cops yeah. more. It was like, oh, you want to double down on your cop hate? Watch,
2: Watch this. this. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's like just great for my brain because I'm like, oh, fuck yeah.
3: I like that they used uh, real footage, yeah. too, and they used real audio recordings um, and real stuff still yeah. and moving images. They did that. Uh,
0: they did that weird kind of animated intro.
3: I thought that was amazing. I, I like loved that. it. I liked that, that too. It reminded me if, if you aren't familiar with Michigan at all, um, well, yeah. Okay. If you aren't familiar with Michigan and you're planning on going to see the movie, uh, the opening art sequence reminded me of Diego Rivera who did a huge mural that takes up this entire, um, like gallery, section uh of the detroit institute of arts in downtown detroit of course yeah um and then um also i would suggest if you don't know much about this particular incident that um or not even just the algiers incident i think that's really interesting to do your research about that there's a lot of very sad but interesting things that came out of it yeah
1: so, yeah. So, go see HUD and yeah, go see, see Detroit. Detroit. Yeah, yeah.
0: Both positives, definitely. Yeah. Both uh, both, definitely watchable. Mm. We need to watch something shitty.
1: <laughs> we haven't really watched, like, some Texas bad. Well, Let's watch a movie yeah. about a bunch of L.A. people make, trying to make a shitty Texas movie. Hell yeah. There
3: uh i i picked out a movie this one's actually a little bit more recent so we'll see what we get out of this one Ringo, are we we
1: gonna announce it now yeah rubber all right what is it i don't
3: give a fuck if you all it's rubber or not okay i'm
1: gonna finally burials of ah yeah yeah Yeah. tommy lee jones picture yeah from what i understand this one's a
3: pretty big competitor as to uh no country for old men, in terms of best Whoa. Tommy Lee Jones Texas, <laughs> Texas movie. So, movie. Uh,
1: yeah, let's let's do it. Um, You've seen
3: it before, I take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've yeah. seen, you seen it? You like it?
1: it. I remember enjoying it. Yeah. I okay. Drink your milkshake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All
1: right. So, uh, thank you for uh, listening. Another episode. <laughs> <laughs> <Great. laughs> We're wrapping up, and we will catch you on the next episode. see you, see you.
2: phone twenty, we just do ticks four, ride drops in them bidley, we just do ticks that's how we do it this way. We just do ticks, four. Who give a fuck what they say? We just do ticks, boys, smashing our phone twenty. We just do ticks four road drops in them bidley, we just do ticks four, that's how we do it this way, we just do ticks. Lord, who give a fuck what they say? I hit the block fresh out the shop, I'm feeling good and dandy Every time I turn your corner, all you see is that candy I know you haters can't stand me, I'm standing tall in the drop Brand new swangers out the box, so watch me swangin' drop top Still shining and reclining, bowls smoking like oak Lay it down and get smoked, To get your bitch ass broke Baggets and bezatine, rock that cover my finger Guess jeans out the cleaner, 20s that turn like Tina We gon' hit you where it hurt Rockin' your block. 415 me knockin'. Put these haters in shock. We terrorize in your spot. Say my name like Jigger. Poe, yo, and Slim Thugs. Some real ace time niggas. Competition is played out, cause ain't no room for your buster. Say I'm Houston, young niggas in control, motherfucker. But it's still going down, if you like it or not. Texas boys, nigga, put this game on clock. Texas boys, smashing off on 20. We just them Texas boys, Ride drops in them billions. We just them Texas boys, that's how we do it this way. We just them Texas boys, who give a fuck what they say. We just them Texas boys, smashing off on 20. We just them Texas boys, road drops in them billions sport that's how we do it this way we just take sport who give a fuck what they say international